Welcome to CLT Alliance Talks, a podcast on business topics, information, and tools focused on building an economy for all in the Charlotte region. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Bost with the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance, and welcome to our our latest conversation where we're going to talk about transportation. Transportation is a critical component of the Charlotte region and the success of our region. We've got a tremendous interstate system and highway network and airport, and I wanted to make sure we talked about it with an expert. And so today we've got Tony Lathrop, who's an attorney here in Charlotte, but also on the North Carolina Department of Transportation Board. And Tony brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise on the subject of transportation. And so, Tony, welcome. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you having me. Looking forward to the conversation. I know our conversations, Tony, are, are always incredibly rich, whether we're just talking you and me or, or we're recording one of these conversations. So really looking forward to the conversation with you today. I want to talk about kind of two main buckets, and that is current state as it relates to transportation and funding in North Carolina and future state. And so I know you're, you're close to, to all of those, all of those things, given your role on the NCDOT board. So Tony, talk to us about the current state of, of NCDOT regarding funding. Glad to, Joe. We are doing, I would say, just okay. And North Carolina is really a victim of its own success in a way. A, a lot of states would kill for the kind of economic growth that we have in North Carolina. And North Carolina, fun fact, actually has more state-owned, state-maintained road miles than any state in the country except Texas. And uh, so we've got a lot to take care of. So overall, our system is somewhat underfunded. And you know the condition of our existing roads is by you know, so the national engineering standards that grade the system is kind of in the low adequate range, kind of the C range. And our growth is actually putting more stress on these roads. And so, you know, we're going to in a few minutes, we'll talk about the future, but we're going to look for ways to improve that. And we are currently what's called over-programmed because we have a constant queue, a constant lineup of projects to both take care of the roads that we have, but for purposes of this point to, you know, call it capital expenses, to expand existing roads or build new roads. And we're a victim of rising costs on that. And I'm not really talking about the inflation that's come up lately. I'm talking more about just long-term transportation infrastructure costs. And so we've had to go back and reprogram a lot of the projects that were already committed just because you know they had doubled in cost. And so we're dealing with that. And again, it's because you know North Carolina is growing so much economically and in population that those kinds of costs have been going up for a number of years. So short answer, it's okay, but there are real concerns from a funding standpoint. Thanks for that, Tony. I think that's a very helpful level set for everyone who's listening to the conversation. You know, in 2023 and and you know, historically this organization, the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance and predecessor organizations have have really focused on the intersection of transportation infrastructure, investments, 
and what that means for the business community. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on how we continue to align that focus and talk with us about how we try to maintain that competitive advantage that we've seen and which has led to all the the tremendous growth that we've had in this region. You know, when you talk about the return on investment, the ROI for infrastructure dollars, it's just tremendous. And infrastructure usually doesn't directly pay for itself. I mean, like occasionally it does where you have a toll road or some other where you pay a fare. It's probably more than $10 of return on investment, you know, ripple effect for every infrastructure dollar invested in roads, bridges, transit, airports, seaports, rail, et cetera. And so we have in North Carolina, historically, you know, we were, I mean, going back decades and decades, we've been called the good road state. And so I do think that the leadership in North Carolina has recognized the close relationship between economic development and investing in transportation infrastructure. But we've got to maintain that, you know, and we've got to take it to another level if we want to maintain our competitive advantage with the states that are competing against us. And so we've got our work cut out for us. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Tony. And I appreciate you touching on the importance of that and the intersection as it relates to our competitive advantage, you know, because we have the infrastructure that we do in this region. It's it's really a, a large result of the success we've had. It's not the sole uh, reason we've been really successful from attracting businesses and people to this region. But it's a major contributing factor to our our long-term success. So while you said that infrastructure doesn't really pay for itself per se, I think you did drive home the point that it really plays a a critical role in our success. So I want to, to use a transportation analogy, get the bridge going here between current state and future state. So as it relates to current state, we saw last year in legislative session, maybe one of the first major pieces of the modernization conversation related to funding in North Carolina with the diversion of or a portion of the sales tax from the general fund to uh, the highway trust fund. And I know the, the NC First Commission showed a lot of leadership as it relates to the modernization conversation funding on transportation. Give us a little bit of the backstory there and then give us maybe a preview of what we might be able to expect as step two or some subsequent steps related to continuing the momentum of of getting North Carolina on a better funding trajectory. I served on the NC First Commission that was created by former Transportation Secretary, NC Transportation Secretary Jim Trogdon, probably four years ago. And I'm on it because I'm the finance chair of the Board of Transportation and have been since 2017 when I joined the board. So that commission had a lot of different stakeholders. The chair of it was Ward Nye, who is the chairman and CEO of Martin Marietta, you know, a huge industry player in the transportation industry and also chair of the, at the time of the North Carolina Chamber of Commerce. But that commission started the conversation and put a number of ideas out on the table for evolving our state's funding model, you know, to address the concerns that I talked about at the beginning of our conversation a few minutes ago, the fact that we've got to grow our revenue up 
And that has been continued. So that's part of the backstory. But the legislature, to their credit, has picked up the mantle recently in the last session, enacted a sales tax transfer that you referenced, you know, and there's a lot of senators and House of Representative members who understand this and both understand it and were instrumental. Folks in our delegation here, John Bradford, Becky Carney has been a longtime transportation supporter, you know, also Brandon Lofton, Wesley Harris, Senator Hunt, Senator Salvador, they all get it. But uh, at the state level, the transportation leaders really got it. Vicki Sawyer, who is from just north of Charlotte, is one of the leaders in transportation appropriations, as is Tom McGinnis and Mike Woodard from Durham, as well as Brandon Jones in the House. And they passed a bill or got the legislature to pass a bill to move some sales tax revenue that relates to transportation type items, you know, like tires or like auto parts, things that relate to the use of the transportation system, which is going to give us a boost. And so that's exciting. And that's where we are now. And I'd be glad to go into more detail on that, but want to let you prompt me if you want me to drill into that further. Tony, I think that's a great overview of how that process unfolded. And and you're exactly right. People like Senator Sawyer in our region were really the the ringleaders or or the champions of that, that issue. Now, walk us through what you expect to see next from a conversation around funding. So I know the federal government passed a major infrastructure bill that's going to result in funding coming down, you know, talk us through both the state and federal funding piece. Obviously, we'll we'll see money coming down from the feds, but what does that do for the state uh, as a whole? And then, you know, again, what do you expect to see the legislature focus on as part two of the uh, modernization conversation? Well, with the federal money that's coming, you know, it's going to be divided with, between all 50 states. So for our state transportation network, we, and I don't remember the exact number, Joe, but it will be, I think, in the low, maybe 100 millions annually for a a modest defined period of time. So I wouldn't call that life-changing transportation money for North Carolina. Every bit is helpful. Also from that federal money, I think there'll be some significant money available to local governments to pursue by grants. And, you know, I'm hopeful that this region will aggressively pursue federal grant money during the window that that money is available. For example, for the TMN, Transportation Mobility Network, is being proposed for this region, that the region will be in a position to pursue that money while it's available. But what is coming is on the state level is a continuation of the conversation you know, on the heels of the legislature passing that groundbreaking bill in the last session, providing some sales tax money for transportation infrastructure, the conversation is continuing. And Senator Sawyer convened last summer and is reconvening a group she's calling NC10. And I'm a part of that, where she brings in leaders and stakeholders to discuss concepts around where can more revenue come from, you know, and how's that going to look? 
just so everybody can have a seat at the table and have a voice in what's going on. Because, of course, the legislature will process that and do what they do. And it's hard to predict how that will turn out as things wind through the legislature. But the important thing is that the stakeholders are involved, the conversations are happening, and it's inclusive and transparent, rigorous to get the ideas out on the table, really as a continuation of the NC First effort. So hopefully that will lead to more revenue measures coming in future legislative sessions. Tony, thank you for that. I think that's a great level set or prediction, if you will. And because as you as you well pointed out, Senator Sawyer, convening that group is an important component to those next steps in the process. And so sounds like there's a potential that that group could could have some recommendations for a 2023 session for the legislature to begin considering and unpacking and kind of polling their members within their respective caucuses uh, as to what's a, a viable next step. So it sounds like we all should stay tuned for what could be coming and plan to lean in uh, if an opportunity presents itself with the legislature and, and letting them know how important it is to the viability of not just the Charlotte region, but to the state as a whole to ensure we're maintaining that competitiveness as a whole. As you well know, North Carolina was rated number one for business in 2022. And I think making sure all parties, whether it's transportation, infrastructure, or economic development are all rowing in the right direction. I think that's going to be a key component to our success moving forward. But Tony, I want to just say thank you to you for carving out a few minutes to talk with us. You're a tremendous friend to the business community. You're a true leader when it comes to transportation policy, and uh, just really appreciate you talking to us today about current state and future state as it relates to transportation. And I can tell you the, the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance, being the voice of business for the Charlotte region, looks forward to leaning in and continuing to advocate and engage for those right solutions to set us up for success in the future. So thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the work that you do and look forward to partnering with you on future transportation policies. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Uh, The Charlotte Regional Business Alliance is one of the, if not the biggest key player in this region in uh, driving collaboration around, you know, key regional issues for business and economic development. And as you know, I beat the drum for regional collaboration around transportation and have been for years. And the work, the partnership with you all and the work that you all do is absolutely top-notch and critical to our region. And so I appreciate you including me, and I'm excited about continuing to work closely with you and your team on key regional priorities and ways that we can collaborate as a region to continue to drive significant infrastructure strides and improvement here. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Learn more about the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance at charlotteregion.com.